Hello, and welcome to another episode of Your Drone Questions Answered. I'm John Ditko with the Drone Launch Academy, here to find the answers to your drone questions. And today I have with me founder of Drone Launch Academy, David Young. David, thanks for joining me today. John, what's up, man? Thanks for having me back on again. No problem. So today's question is actually pretty relevant. Our question is, can you and how do you retrofit a drone, an existing drone, to meet remote ID requirements. And very timely because this requirement is coming up within roughly two weeks from the time we're recording this episode now. So David, maybe you just kind of start off, let us know exactly what this remote ID law is all about. So if you're not familiar with remote ID, it's been a hot topic for a little while in the drone world, but it's finally getting implemented. There were a few different dates. So the FAA came out with a, a rule a while back that said, hey, we're gonna introduce this thing called remote ID and what it does is it's going to be a technology that's gonna be required to be built into the drones that broadcasts the drone's location. It broadcasts the operator's location, like where they're standing. It broadcasts where the drone took off from, and it also broadcasts telemetry data. So like altitude, speed, things like that. I think the main intent is, you know, for law enforcement, let's say someone's flying a drone over the Super Bowl and, you know, they're posing a threat, right? They can hypothetically identify where that drone is, where the operator is, where the takeoff point was and all that. So to increase safety, situational awareness, you could hypothetically integrate this in to make sure it doesn't hit air traffic and things like that. There's been a lot of pushback from some people for privacy concerns. However, the remote ID module does not transmit any personal information. It's not like your name, address, anything like that. But hypothetically, someone could have the receiver see the transmission from your drone and see where you are standing. So if someone really hated drone pilots, they could go find where you were while you were flying and, I don't know, do something to you. Uh, that's what some people are saying that they're concerned about. This question is concerned with, okay, let's say you're someone who does want to be compliant with the law. Hopefully you are. And you have an older drone. And when I say older drone, you should be thinking anything pre like a year or two ago. So anything like the new Mavic 3s that are coming out or the Mavic Air 3, even the Mavic Air 2S, those are already have remote ID functionality built into them from the manufacturer because the FAA set a date previously, which they then extended, that said, hey, manufacturers, here's your deadline to become compliant with our requirements for this remote ID. So all these drone manufacturers, if they wanted to sell drones in the US, they had to have this functionality built in. So they did that. Functionality is built in and can be turned on with software. But for older drones, they didn't have that kind of broadcast chip in there, the broadcast module inside of the drone. So now if you legally want to be compliant, you have to find, you have to retrofit your older drone with this module. And the problem lately has been there really are no modules to test. So a few companies had come out with modules that you could just directly plug into your drone. I mean, literally think like double-sided, like 3M tape, stick it to the top of your drone, and then connect a cable from the broadcast module to your drone. A lot of times there's like a a USB-C port on your drone where you can, you know, transfer data, things like that. You can literally plug that in there, plug this into the remote ID broadcast module, stick it on your drone and hypothetically be compliant, right? But in my research, and as we've been looking around for this, and we've covered this a bit before, at the moment, they're just all backordered and some of them are kind of expensive. So the ones that are pre-done, right, where they either have their own power source or you're just kind of sticking them on top of the drone, they're not hardwired in or they're not inside of the components, right? They're somewhere external on the drone. The main one that I've seen is a company called Drone Tag, and they've got something called the Drone Tag Beacon. That's 220 US dollars. I believe they're not an American company, but that's back ordered until October of 2023. So this new rule is supposed to come out September 16th. So people are going to have a really hard time being compliant at all if they want to be because they can't even get these parts. 
So I've heard unofficially that the FAA is going to be pretty lax about enforcing this at first. It's kind of the impression they gave at their symposium that they did a little while back. So I imagine they're going to give people some time to do this and, and get caught up, especially since you really can't get your hands on any of these. So drone tags got one called the drone tag beacon. Another one we could find was called Drone Beacon by a company called Bluemark. That was about 129 euros. Or you can convert that. But again, they're sold out, backordered until October as well. So that's a month away. And then another one that I was able to find was from UAV Ionics. And that's called Ping RID. That one was $300. And I was like, oh, sweet. I found one that's in stock. Wrong. It says backordered. Uh, and it doesn't give any date. So... It's hard to know exactly when that one will be. So those are the th three options I found. You're going to pay more for those, again, two to 300 bucks for those add-on modules. If you want to go the other way, you can find parts that are the actual electronic kind of boards themselves. If you were going to install this, let's say you were building your own drone and you wanted to have this functionality plugged in or you're a manufacturer, there are companies that make the boards and the chips with connectors and antennas to install inside of the drones that would work. So Drone Tag, that same company I mentioned before, they have something called Drone Tag DRI. That's a broadcast module that can directly integrate into the, I believe it integrates to the flight controller of the drone. They're really small. It's like the size of a size of a quarter. And those are relatively inexpensive. It's like 45 euros, like 55 bucks. And they're and they're available now. You can get it in five to seven days, but you have to do some some rigging, right? You have to get the pins and know how to get the right connectors to connect it to your flight controller on your drone. And so if you buy, if you have like a Mavic Pro, right, you're not going to bust that thing open and try to figure out how to connect this computer chip to your, <laughs> to your drone. Um, so it's really not a super great option for people who are maybe not electronically inclined or don't really want to go busting open their older drones. Another one I found is from Horizon Hobby. So they work a lot with people who are building sort of like RC plane category type of drones. They've got a module for $69. At least it's encased. It's got its own little kind of compartment, also very small, but you still have to find the right connectors and pins to get that hooked up to the flight controller of the drone. So again, that was like, you know, 70 bucks. So fairly expensive. And then last is flight test, F-L-I-T-E flight test. You guys might be familiar with They have a pretty large following on YouTube and stuff. They're big on drones, hobby aircraft. So a lot of, again, like fixed wing hobby airplanes. They have, again, like a whole, like a little chip board that has all the right broadcasting equipment in it. They partnered with another electronics company to do that. So they should have those and you should be able to buy from them. But again, you need to know how to integrate that into the drone yourself. So long story short, for the regular person who wants to just slap a module on top of their drone and plug a cable in, there are no options that are in, in stock right now. And when they do come back in stock, they're going to be two to $300. And it's looking like October is the earliest that you can get your hands on one of those sort of plug and play remote ID modules. And you said the plug and play, is it, I mean, is it really that simple plug and play? How exactly are you plugging in, see one of those modules that are, that are more expensive, that are back ordered? Sure. So most newer drones have some type of data port on them. So a USB-C plug, similar to like what you'd see on the side of a laptop, right? They'll have like a little cover, it'll open up, you'll see that USB-C port and you can literally plug a cable in there. So for instance, a lot of drones will have some on, a little bit of onboard memory space. So let's say your memory card fills up and you need to take five more pictures, right? You can switch over to the internal storage and you can take those photos. Ways you can get that data is you can either download it onto like your device that you have connected or you can literally plug your drone 
straight into your computer with like a USB-C cable. You plug one into the drone, one into your computer, and then you can kind of access the storage on the drone that way. So it's able to transmit data back and forth through that cable. So similarly, you would use that port and you would have like this little tiny box, you know, it's, I don't know, about yay big. You put some double-sided tape on it, stick it to the top of your drone, and then have a small cable. One plugs into your drone, one plugs into this module transmitter, and that's how it's able to, to broadcast out because it's getting the data from the drone, the telemetry data, and the other information that it needs, and it's broadcasting it out in that module. Oh, interesting. And it's got to be obviously light enough to where it's not affecting the performance of the drone at all. Yeah, these are pretty small. Like they're All the ones I've seen are very small, very light. Imagine just like a very, very small electronics board with a little plastic case on it. So shouldn't affect the flight of the drones too much. Okay. Well, David, thank you so much. That's the answer to your question when it comes to retrofitting an existing drone to meet these upcoming remote ID requirements. You have your simpler options that are a little bit more expensive and unfortunately they're on back order. Or if you got a little bit more know-how when it comes to the electrical setup, the internals of your drone, you can probably find a little cheaper option with a little bit uh, more manual work. And let me clarify too, you know, earlier in the podcast, I was saying flight controller. I don't want people to be confused thinking it's the controller that they're holding in their hands. So inside, if you're, if you're not as familiar with drones, inside of the drone, there's something called a flight controller. And it's sort of the brains of the, the drone knowing, hey, I'm going to send a signal over here to have that propeller speed up. It controls like the electronic speed controllers for each motor and kind of integrates with the GPS and all that stuff. So it's sort of the main functioning area for the drone. It's called the flight controller, helps control the flight. And so that's why it would be plugged in there to help, you know, give the information to the broadcast module to send out. So earlier when I said you have to take these electronics chips and boards and plug them into the flight controller. It's not the controller you're holding while you're operating the drone. It's the internal flight controller to the drone, just to clarify wow. there. Gotcha. Well, thank you for that. And thank you for coming on again and uh, explaining this pretty important topic. This is coming up soon. This is important for people to know. So I would just say, if I was going to give a tip, just do your best to be compliant. Um, if you've got an older drone, it's just best to be compliant. And when you have the ability to order one later on, go for it at that point. Personally, I wouldn't sweat it too hard in the meantime, because I don't think they're going to be enforcing it on people who can't even order the parts. But later when it becomes more prevalent and widely available, that's when I think you need to start worrying about it more. A little grace period would be nice. David, yeah, thanks so for coming cool. on. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, John. Hey, and in the meantime, you can submit your own drone questions and we'll find the answer to them. You can go ahead and submit something over ydqa.io. We'll see your question there. Or if you're part of the Drone Launch Connect community, go ahead, type in your question there. We'll see it. We'll find the answer. In the meantime, we'll see you in the sky.